Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Okay, everyone. Well, I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to remind you all <laughs> that we have a Patreon. Feel free to join our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash you're making it worse. Join, support the cause. I also wanted to note that, um, I don't know if you've read this uh, in the news or anything, but the rapper Ja Rule recently teamed up with Aeropostal and they're selling a new designer line of $600 singlets and Alan already bought four of them. Yep. So we are looking to raise a little bit of extra money uh, for Alan's rent this month and next. So as a result, you're making it worse is having an auction. We have been in contact with representatives at Christie's in New York, and we have now officially scheduled the auction for October 16th. I just got an email from the guys, so uh, I'll let you know what we're gonna be auctioning off, and I'm super excited about this. So just so you know, from my end, we'll be auctioning off uh, an autographed copy of my comedy album, Barf City, everyone. I'm really proud of this album. You can buy it on Amazon or iTunes. Of course, this uh, will be an autographed uh, a copy. And I think we'll start the bidding on that for at probably $500. <laughs> uh, Alan, let me open up your email. Let's see what you got. Okay. All right. Alan says, let's see. I will be auctioning 100 of my favorite books. Uh, before I met Michael, these are the books I would read alone in bars. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Books are my only friends. Blah, 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 blah. Only books understand me. Okay. Well, Alan, that's a nice thought. And I would say that when it comes to this stuff, it's the thought that counts. So that's cool. We'll start the bidding for your 100 books at uh, $2. And... Hold on, let me open up Elliot's email. Okay, <laughs> Elliot. Okay, <clears throat> Elliot says, I'm going to be auctioning off 10 sessions of guided hands-on <laughs> Kegel workouts led by me, Elliot. No, <laughs> no bidding required. It's free. You must send pictures of your face, body, rear section, Kegel region. <laughs> And between your butt cheeks. All right, Elliot, honestly, this is a little bit crass. Brett can't even finish it. Can't a even little finish crass. The Elliot finishes by saying, I'm also auctioning off a pair of red silk. 
well, he calls them panties worn by me during a Kegel workout. All right. Well, <laughs> only that's... women have Kegels. No, <laughs> no, men have Kegels, right? Men have Kegels. Really? But we got like, corrected last time. Exercise. Someone said it's the exercise it's yes. called. Oh, Kegel, not a right. Kegel muscle. Yeah. So I wanted, to, I wanted to preemptively say you don't have to remind us that I was wrong about my usage of Kegels. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea. I just love the idea that of Elliot going to the gym and only working his Kegels. That would be <laughs> All right, Alan, go ahead. And, uh, you can start now. Okay. I, I, I permit you to start. Great. Great. <laughs> Old opener. That's our Matto. That's our, they that's, are, they are you know how Rachel Matto does that half hour um, monologue at the beginning of her episodes? Uh, that's, that's uh, no, because I haven't watched her in 11 years. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> ah, oh, well, so today we're talking about uh, discrimination against bisexuals in the workplace. A new study found that, well, the Gallup poll actually found that uh, 57% of LGBTQ plus Americans identify as bisexuals. That's oh, the wow. group, which is... Yeah. I was surprised by that. And 15% of Gen Z adults are bisexual. But and, uh, unfortunately, I think that poll was only conducted on the on the campus of Smith College. So it's yes. a little <laughs> skewed, but yeah. And what the study found is that uh, bisexuals are changing their appearances and changing and staying in the closet and changing the way they act at work out of fear of discrimination. Um, because of their sexuality. Mm-hmm. One in three cisgender bisexual people are not out to their coworkers, which uh, was, I was really surprised. I was by so all surprised of these by numbers. this too. Yeah, me um, too. And that bisexual men, I'm not surprised by this, bisexual men when they are out are more likely to experience verbal and physical harassment while on the job, and they are more huh. likely to be closeted at work. And 60% of bisexual men reported physical, verbal, or sexual harassment at work, which was surprising. 48% yeah. of gay men and 38% of bisexual women um, compared to 38% of gay men and 38% of bisexual hmm. women. And they often worry about not getting raises and not getting, you know, promotions and career advancement, uh, in addition to the physical and mental harassment that they get. Um, it's really, it's really surprising. And, and I'm and, so surprised yeah. by it. I mean, I was kind of of two minds when I read it in that, like, you know, on one hand, I mean, you can't, there's no like appearance that goes right. sexuality, you know what right. I, mean? I mean? Except for with me. And there's like you can't necessarily tell who what someone is based on how they're presenting themselves in every situation. I'm Brent is smiling here, waiting for a joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was uh, if 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 you actually like to know Alan, I was just thinking about my joke I did two minutes ago. That's why. I was oh. <laughs> oh my so, god! If that makes you feel any better, I was half. I was well, pleased thank you with for listening, writing. Brent. <laughs> this is called you're making it worse, and Brent. <laughs> no, but it. Part of me is like, I feel like, well, of course, transgender people receive more harassment and more. They're, they're of course, a more visible front in, in the lines of discrimination in the workplace. And this and the study even shows that. But it the bisexual part of it kind of I've always thought and this is the gay man in me. I will admit that fully. But I've always thought that, like, it's kind of in a weird way. You can please both worlds in a lot of ways. And yeah, that, right. Like, it seems I've always experienced that straight men when they find out a, a bisexual man is bi that that you know it's sort of this i mean they they do fetishize it and they treat it as an anomaly which is wrong and discriminatory mm-hmm. and bad because bisexuals are very valid and it exists and people should accept that yeah but there's also a level of like well but you can also like for example a lot of celebrities can say they're bisexual without ever publicly being with anyone of the same sex which <laughs> right, doesn't right. mean they're not bisexual it absolutely does not mean they're not bisexual but it also as a queer person who lives their life in a queer way, very openly, sometimes I'm like, well, are you just benefiting off calling? Yeah, yeah. 
I I'll, also, I'll also throw this out that like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that discrimination actually comes from openly gay people, because I think mm. I, I would certainly guess that gay people feel inclined. I, I obviously don't know how they define harassment in the, the Gallup yeah. poll, but I think gay people would feel comfortable criticizing a bisexual person for not quote, choosing a side. Which is wrong um, of us. And we do, I mean, yeah, we for do sure. the gay community, I feel like does it a lot. And I, I fully freely admit that some of my thoughts are steeped in my own history of being yeah. queer and sort of feeling like you kind of, you kind of put yourself against others and be like, well, you're, you don't, you don't have it as bad as I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. a natural thing to experience and we should be open to be t being told we're wrong. about. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, it is, I, but it's so, oh, go ahead, Elliot. No, I just feel like, you know, consistently we are, I, I'm, I mean, it's like a huge theme of our podcast, our friendship, but I, I, I do find consistently that it seems more and more like the narrative around gay, queer people, or specifically like queer cis men and women is so normalized that we're boring, quote unquote. And, uh, and, and it feels like it comes with like a lack of struggle of some kind, which I which I also disagree with and, and, and object to. And so I think I was surprised by this, that by these numbers, but at the same time, it's like, well, it also kind of proves the, the you know, proves the point that like, it's, you know, it's not as much of a, we're not in as much as of a sexual utopia, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that I think we thought we may have been mm -hmm. um, yeah. at one time. Well, there's also the element of, you know, the level of feminist, especially when we're speaking of men and male and even just with this podcast, I've always noticed that like, and I don't, it might just be because I'm an asshole who knows, but like, I've noticed that like of the criticism that we get online that I of course read the reviews and I read everything. Cause that doesn't really bother me, but like I tend to be a subject of more criticism and part of me, while I do think I'm an asshole a lot of the time, and I'll, I, I'll second that Alan. And I do also, <laughs> I do also think that like part of it is, because I am the more openly femme of the three of us, I tend to be the subject of, it's easier to ridicule someone who's yeah, say that in a, in a sure. subtle way. And and we, we see that at bars, we see that in media, we see that there's a fetishization and there's a disregard for a lot of femme uh, male people, or yeah. any gender. You know, if you're, if you're femme, you're disregarded in a lot of ways. And I feel like that has a lot to play into this as well. Whereas if you're sort of like a, quote unquote, straight acting bisexual male in the workplace. I don't know if you're going to have as a hard a time as the femme, you know, coworker who is male, who is out there presenting them. So I, I just don't know. I don't know. But I guess that, but isn't that counter to the results of this poll? I mean, it, it might I, be, but it also I, could question. I mean, by them. the way, I, I agree with the sentiment that you're making, but that's, that's why this is so surprising to me is that like, I would think kind of straight passing, which not to stereotype, but I would say, bisexual people maybe more often than gay people are straight passing. Um, at least in my experience, uh, I think that's, I could comfortably say that I would guess that they would pass more and therefore they would like not be harassed as much. And I, I guess that's the question is like, how much do gay the people get of the poll? It, it sure. questions sort of like how the poll was conducted and like, what's what aspects because i mean the story also did cite like a linkedin survey which let's be real that's not the most like but 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 i mean gallup and and ucla are both yeah. very reputable Legit. places yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for polling so i wouldn't necessarily question their polling methods but i but i i'm a little confused by at least even my own experiences in the workplace and i mean i've been very fortunate to work in 
predominantly queer spaces or on my own. And I don't yeah. know. And part of me wonders if one of the reasons why I have been so eager to work on my own so often in my career, but this just as a writer, but even in the places that I work for, is it because of the experiences I've had in the workplace and like not wanting to deal with explaining to people why I paint my nails or why I wear yeah. things that I wear, or yeah. do the things that I do. Like there's a heavy explanation. Even when you say you do drag, there's a whole explanation of like, yeah what it all means yeah <laughs> like what your life is like and yeah it's it's a uh, and we're I, in i mean we're in a bubble you know it's, yeah. you know relatively speaking so maybe that also points to it I, you know i'm not i'm not really sure i'm not surprised by it but then i guess on the other hand it's like we're in a bubble so it's yeah. it's it's easier and, to say. and we're also in the bubble and also more people are working from home so if, yeah. if alan was going to be harassed at his job he would have to be spanked by michael i mean honestly <laughs> it's a very unlikely scenario <laughs> Not even joking. We're here at Sarah Potenza, a dear friend. I'm a fan. Uh, Brent will be a fan shortly. <laughs> I'm a fan. Clearly a fan. fan. I'm a fan of these glasses, Sarah. I love. I have a lot of glasses. glasses. Yeah. An insane. Sarah, a, the collection is insane. No, I so, struggle because I have a fat face. I struggle with finding glasses. Like, this is your problem. That fit me. This is the problem. Because you have a fat face like me, mm -hmm. you need to go. They need to go wider. Yes. Like, okay, so. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to get wider frames. I know, I, I need to find places. I need to find, you got to find places. I just got these frames. These are from a place called Kirk and Kirk, the British. Oh, and I got these mm. other frames that I'm obsessed with, um, that I would get up and show you, but I have in-air buds and so oh, I cannot, sure. but they're called the birdcage by Cadis and they're oh. like these huge and they give me sure. my Italian fantasy. I love yeah. that. Oh. You have, well, first of all, Sarah's a singer uh, uh, and a star from America's Got Talent and The Voice. She is incredible, an incredible singer. Sarah, you also have such a distinctive look. Um, and I spoke, when I spoke to Ian, your husband who plays in your band, and he told me, and I didn't know, you didn't, I mean, I just, he just told me this on a whim that you used to do like, blue jeans and boots and stuff and then he awful. said but then he said you you were befriended a drag queen who basically turned you into a drag queen yes. <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like yeah yeah basically i used to be like not into fashion at all uh -huh. i just didn't know i didn't understand it and it made me feel terrible about myself i couldn't yeah i just like would go into a store and i was even just the idea of skinny jeans i was like well i can't yeah. buy skinny jeans I, I'm, a, I'm i'm a big person so they're not for me yeah. and that was just like a demented misconception yes mm -hmm. and i um met someone who like was like yeah like you just need to connect what's inside with what's outside yes. and it was like revolutionary to me that's to really what it is isn't it just connecting the two so that you can be your true self yeah yeah i think people don't invest in themselves also i yeah. think that it's like self-talk and self like i don't know you you just um i don't know you get stuck in a rut and then you yeah. go to old navy <laughs> but you have so, because you have such a distinctive look like Bad. we know your hair we know your glasses we know your makeup we know your teeth like the the big earrings it's like it's so you and like even last time you were in la doing a show you wore the like the dopest, oh my leopards my my tiger suit it was amazing <laughs> it's just like it slayed bitch i got fits i got so <laughs> many fits i love fashion as a person who exists in a bigger body um yeah. it 
is a way for me to feel great about myself. So like if I get up, even if it's just me and I am going to go somewhere and I'm like running errands, I might put on a lash. I might go out with no bra on and a t-shirt and not a lash. I don't know how I feel, but if I want to, if I want to feel good about myself, I have that ability. And I think that a lot of people, especially people in bigger bodies or skinny people, who sorry, <laughs> who don't feel good about themselves. Yeah. I did just me. eat an Hello. entire box of mozzarella sticks. To truth be told, so a little birthday. Um, <laughs> I was like, what am I going to eat? Just air fry those. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't, um, don't think like, well, what do I like? And what yeah. makes me feel good about? They, they wear sort of what, I mean, I had that for years. I remember as a kid, I struggled for so long being like, Oh, I'm supposed to wear these things and I'm supposed to wear these jeans and this shirt. And this is what boy, this is what boys wear. And like, and then when I left my hometown and I was like, fuck all of that. I just want to wear black. I want to wear long flowy. Things. I want to, yeah. I mean, I, these guys know that I wear all the time, but yeah. like, I, I love sort of that finding that confidence to wear that bodysuit out to like target and who cares you know what i mean don't you feel like so that bitch when you do it too it's so fun and people know that you're that and people know that you feel they they know people are they will take note (laughs) and let you know that you are on point and it could be something that it doesn't even like it's just they know the vibe of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. They don't Did, know and, that they and, know it. Uh, they, they know the vibe of confidence. I, I, would, I would even say just, re- <laughs> just recently, believe it or not, uh, Elliot, Elliot had uh, an I, I, I don't know if this was going to be a, a goof on me or Brent goofing on himself. <laughs> Never mind. I can't get it out. I can't get it <laughs> no, out. No, I really need good, it. Though. I need no, it. Brent, you have to say it. You have to say it. What did he you do? Know, well, if we're talking about confidence, Elliot had this recently himself where he found this shirt that just made him feel <laughs> so good about himself and he went to the gym wearing that shirt of course he had nothing underneath so no bottoms no no pants no underwear but he was wearing that shirt and he felt so good and i was really proud of him he called me from prison Sarah, i'm really proud of you you're I'm on really this proud ride with us this is every I'm, I'm on the ride i'm in yes no, i'm in i will say there is a moment i remember i remember this distinctly i wore this bodysuit to target literally and some guy came up and was like where'd you get that where'd you get that bodysuit and i there's nothing I have said that has made me happier than telling this random man it's custom. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you that feeling there's so good. I live to be like, it's custom. I live to be like, this is what I live for. I there, the feeling of, I can only describe this and this is akin to that feeling. So I don't know if y'all, I fly a lot for work and Southwest airlines has a, a policy called customer of size. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you, you have to call and, and, and say that you're a customer of size. However, when you get on that plane and you have that extra seat and everyone walks by and says, can I sit there? And you go, no, I bought two seats. <laughs> <laughs> and they that's the feeling that you had when you're like no this is custom <laughs> like it is the best feeling like you're wait, just wait, like can oh. you can you explain this to me that that's so you can buy two sheets for like a, a more reasonable price is that you can buy saying? the second seat is free only wow. on only southwest, southwest airlines yeah other wow. it's like a whole thing that's airline crazy. airline and yeah. people of size it's a whole really discriminatory yeah it's really upgrade. bad it's like really i can't like the bathroom i like i will just be like i can't drink water because i'm not yeah. really really yeah. yeah i mean i can but it's not 
it's just like the worst experience. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty brutal, man. And like, I'm like a size 22. Yeah. I mean, mo- a lot of my friends are like a size 30 and shit. Like, girl, there's no way. Like, it's brutal. You know, yeah. What, it's- what, what, one of the yeah. most, one of the most surprising things about someone, I used to watch a lot of my 600 pound life and, and, a, a very I, consistent... I love where that started. <laughs> I know. No, but I know. where very... is this going? <laughs> well, well, we're just we're talking about being plus yeah. size, but yes. a very consistent theme in that show was that people would be out places and random strangers they had never met would make disparaging remarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adults, you know, not children, adults, reason-minded people, and it just, you know, obviously this is my privilege, but yeah. I never fathomed that a human being would do would would steep yeah. so low as to say something to another. oh people hate fat people yes yeah it's like crazy so my nephew's like i remember when my nephew was like six and he was like i don't like fat people mm. and i was like why and we had to like unpack that and i had to be like okay but you love auntie sarah and auntie yeah. sarah's a fat person and like i could see it like in his brain and it was like where did he pick this up people yeah. just hate fat people like people have said so many crazy things to me mm-hmm. and i actually find the most disgusting and egregious of those things is not listen if you want to come up to me and you want to be like you're fat and i think that's gross mm-hmm. cool but don't yeah, give me don't. health advice yeah. i don't need it i, I was gonna I don't say want don't it. to the former as well don't do that yeah, I don't, don't, I don't do like that. yeah i mean don't do it enough. but i would rather like you just not think that you're a nice person yeah. yeah. Again, and be like, I'm a horrible person and I wanna well it's tell you whole, that I think you're this whole it's this whole concept of like John Gabris and I were talking about on, on on my other podcast where we were talking about how when he gets on a plane, and we both related to this where if they see you as a fat person walking down the aisle, oh like, nobody, this, everyone's like, please don't sit here. Exactly. They mm-hmm. give you these looks, or or if you, God forbid, have to get up to go to the bathroom, it is it's always an inconvenience, but faces that they make when you have to then adjust everyone else's moment and go to the bathroom god forbid it's oh i just knock i knock into everyone all the way down the thing with my ass and i don't care (laughs) if you have your if you have the audacity to have your part of your body out in that fucking aisle i will not run into you and i will only say i'm sorry to you if you're fat <laughs> that's, that's, did, you, did, yeah, that's you, did you find um did you find a lot of like did you find people commenting on you before or after doing the voice in America's Got Talent and getting getting famous for those things? Did that change? Did you did it impact you at all? Well, it did in a way because I'm so much more like out there. There's so much yeah. more social media followers and there's so much more um but it wasn't like people didn't like say things to me like because I was on those shows or like yeah. most of it is just like random social media, mm, like yuck. like random weird like okay like for example during the pandemic I went to this one sushi restaurant in Nashville mm-hmm. and no one was wearing a mask and this was like during the like maybe like the spring of mm. 2020 and the people that were cooking weren't wearing a mask and it was like bro it's sushi you're not going to heat it up we don't know what's going on with this virus so i'm i was like i'm sorry like i'm not going to pick up my to-go order yeah and the guy behind me read me the fucking riot act about small businesses wearing no mask and about how i i should be more worried about my bmi than COVID. oh my oh my god 
Oh my God. Yeah. Did you, did you have during COVID, did this, because I spoke to a lot of other, you know, fat people who were like, they, the messaging kept being about if you're fat, you're going to die. So yes. stay home. Like, and it was this constant, I mean, sure, there's a lot of anxiety for a lot of people who have. Well, we were like comorbidity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever they would list off the list, it would be like, Oh, and if you're fat, you're you're you have a you're gonna get this. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is happening inside your body that makes you fat, it makes you get COVID. And it it was it was terrifying. There was an anxiety there that like and it was but the thing that was terrifying about it to me, more than that, just being like, okay, so obviously like there is science that okay, like if you're obese, this was affecting people at a greater rate. Sure. Fine. But the it's the 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 idea that it was like your fault. Yes, and same like, thing. Like, oh, well, about, you're in it. You're, I mean, yeah. well, the, the idea that anybody would, I mean, I found it to be so like ubiquitous that people would speak about saying other people saying they were um, immunocompromised or elderly as if that was their fault, like their fault yeah. or like a reason to disregard the fact that they got <clears throat> sick and or died. And it was that to me was like one of the most chilling parts of the pandemic was the way that people spoke about how how almost almost fleetingly that if you were immunocompromised or you had pre-existing conditions that not it's not that they would come out and say it was their fault but it was almost like well there was a reason and i just yeah. found it to be so yeah it, because they were like well that's not going to happen to me oh because yeah. i don't yeah. have that problem think, that's not my i don't have a pro i don't have a problem like that yeah yeah it was it's real chilling. weird it was really weird it was so a weird proud. vibe so i like basically lived in this room and made like things you know well, were you in were you in nashville the whole time when did you move from rhode island to nashville Okay, so I actually, I grew up in Rhode Island and I lived there until I was 22. And then I moved to Chicago and I oh. lived there for 10 years. Hmm. That's where Alan's Then I moved from. to Nashville, yeah. lived here for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. But this is the crazy shit. So in February of 2020, my landlord was like, we're selling the house. And I ended up getting this loft, which is like amazing. And I moved to this loft on March 1st. On March 2nd, mm. I sang Gimme Shelter at this place called the Basement East. It's a venue here. And Ian and I were at the thing and people wanted to drink. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do an Irish goodbye. Like, I don't want to see. I'm, I'm good. Like, yes, I love an Irish goodbye. Like 30 minutes later, a massive tornado hit Nashville and destroyed oh that entire building. Oh, oh my like we God. knew people that hid in the basement. It was fucking crazy. And then two weeks later, it was the pandemic and my 40th birthday. Wow. <laughs> oh no. It was so weird. But I mean, it was weird for everyone who wasn't like, what is this? Yeah, that was a, weird. That was a curveball because you were talking about March 2020. I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, another yeah. COVID story. Yeah, yeah the but tornado. Like, but then a tornado come and almost kills you. Yeah, <laughs> it wow. Was, it was insane. And the tornado was one of those ones that like, when you see footage from a tornado on TV, like you're just like, whoa, like that's mm -hmm. insane. That was my entire neighborhood. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, like street lights were like candy canes, like just like it was like, whoa. I mean, just it was like there were there was there was a let's put it this way. There's a restaurant here. A menu from that restaurant up that was up the street from my house was found 120 miles east of here. Wow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It was intense. Have you, guys, have you guys ever experienced a tornado before? No, yeah. I was going to say that uh, I was actually just thinking, though, growing up in Michigan, like, there, yeah. you know, it is kind of a part of not Tornado Alley, but there are tornadoes. So, you know, the alarms would go off, the sirens would go off, I should say. And 
I, as a kid, had this irrational fear of those sirens as if truly like it would go off in the middle of the night and you were like, it's going to be one of these where I dive into the basement as the house is ripped from its foundation. Like that's literally how I viewed it. I had the opposite reaction to tornadoes when I was a kid. You wanted to go out in them. I was, no, well, no, but I grew up in Missouri, actually the opposite of that. I grew up in Missouri and it's it's like tornado. That's it. I mean, tornadoes all the time. We were very much, we were very used to tornadoes and whenever they happen, it often happened during like school times or like in and around the school times. And it got me out of going out for recess and going out Side and doing PE shit so much. You live. I was you, like, I get to go live. in the hallway and play with my friends. Oh, dude, see, <laughs> see, when you were a girl in high school, you would just be like, I have cramps. <laughs> I can't climb the ropes. I wish I, I was a fat kid, so I wish I could have just been like, I can't, I can't run this mile. Can I just like, can I write a paper? Can I write a paper? I will write a yeah, paper like, I just running can't. a mile on Chariots yeah. of Fire. The irony is that, like, nowadays, if you like are a male presenting boy, you probably could be like, I have menstrual cramps. And the teacher's like, I'm not going to touch this, you know? Oh, stay yeah. in, the right. stay in like, all day. <laughs> you're yeah. brave, <laughs> you're a warrior. It's yeah, they're just like- are, probably. I don't think in Missouri, they're letting those kids get off. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it's probably way worse for them. Yeah, definitely. That's sad. That's really okay. sad, yeah. yeah. Sarah, I I love a little tidbit about your past that I did not know that you, are a, you were a former cake decorator. Oh my God, yes. Okay, I so love that. <laughs> Tell me about that. So um, I waited tables like forever. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should get a job at Whole Foods because I heard they pay really well. But the stealing was good. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, worked, I worked there at one in Chicago. Um, which one? I used to live in Chicago. I worked in the Evanston one at first. Okay, so yeah, it was far away from And there. then I worked in the one in Lincoln Park. Oh, okay, close. So I um, I saw this girl that, like, I saw this, I would work there and I, I got a job in the regular, like, part of the bakery because they were like, girls work in the bakery. And then I went to work in the bakery and it was mm. cool. And then I saw, like, one of the employees' entire job was, like, to decorate cakes. And I was like, ooh, I want that bitch. Yeah. yeah. But then... <laughs> She said something crazy, crazy racist. Oh. So I got her fired and I took her job. Wow. Uh, uh-uh. Her name was Rachel and I called her racist Rachel. Oh my God, that's a perfect yeah. nickname. Oh my it had God. to be done. Wait, did you enjoy Wait, doing Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, did you, you still? Yeah, th- I loved it. Yeah? This is what I loved about it though. So like as a singer, you know, like, and Elliot, you know this because you make art that's very, like we all make stuff that like it lives in the clouds. We're yeah. making a podcast or what, like what, yeah, you right, know. Right. So like going into work and like cleaning out the cake case, looking at it, making a list and then just executing. Oh, yeah. And then at the oh, end yeah. of the day, looking that at that cake right. case and being like, she's yeah. fresh. She's yeah. full. I've <laughs> yeah. stocked the cakes. There's more in the back. Like it was just such a satisfying job. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And they used to like, let me work in my own kitchen alone without Ooh. the costies, oh the customers. And so I would just listen to like Nico Case and just sing along. Wow. And then the guys from the cheese department would come up and trade me cheeses yeah. for free cake tops. <laughs> oh, it was wow. really good. We wow. really had it going on. Did you have to learn how to do like pastries or cake decorating was- Oh yeah, I had to learn all that taught. stuff. And you're taught um, there? Some of it I was taught, yeah. I was taught there and then um, I just like, tried really hard to get good at it like there was wow. a couple of girls that worked there 
the Newsome stuff and that like showed me. And um, at first my kicks were awful. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then they got better. And then they got, you know what I mean? It just took time. Yeah. I worked there. I did it for like four years. Wow. Well, everybody, I, I, the day I quit was good though. I felt really good. I love that. I absolutely love that. We started this conversation though, talking about Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing, which I, I, there was before we started recording and I just need to like, Elliot wanted us to wait to actually talk about this, but I, I mean, these guys know I don't, I don't understand music. I don't no, 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 no. It's not that he, he doesn't. It's for the best. He says, I don't, he says, I don't like music. Like, I've always been like, say, I don't like music. Don't, don't like music. Like, it's I none mean, of my business. It's just not something that I go out of my way to be like, I mean, if I hear something that is good, I will definitely be like, oh, I, that's nice. That's a, that's a good song. But I would never like choose like listening to something over watching like TCM. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. <laughs> I, I, all right. I totally with that vibe can get down because as a person that like music has been my life, my entire life, yeah. um, there's nothing just like some trash TV. Yeah. Like with you, Elliot, probably yeah. you're like, I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't like watch this TV. The acting's bad. The writing's terrible. Like I can't, but for <laughs> me, all of that is meaningless. And I just yeah. like dive into it. Yeah. Well, in actuality for me as a, like if, as a musician, my YouTube is just, I'm just looking for um i'm looking at videos all the time of singers just to like watch the thing that just the small things they do in their execution and yeah. i mean like watching mariah carey in 1991 versus 1996 patty oh labelle anita anita um anita hmm. baker i like to like do deep wow. dives on and wow. see how their their voices have changed Amy but like Brandt. you're wearing a Mar- <laughs> you're wearing I love mariah. baby you're wearing a mariah shirt and i mean as a I am genuinely obsessed with the the change that Mariah has gone through, not just as a not just as a as a singer, as a person for sure, but I mean really I think it's fascinating that she started off as this like vocal gymnast and now she's sort of this like teetering, tottering, like like pageant baby. And it's the strangest I love trajectory. I, I just love it. I love the whole thing. It's very strange. But don't you find it's it's like sad. It's she when she sings now, she always looks like a deer caught in the headlights. Like she looks like she's about to cry when she's singing because she's she, probably very heavily medicated. Oh yeah, for sure. I would, that's what I always think when I watch. If you had that kind of money, you'd have really good drugs. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you don't, but not everybody loses like Whitney lost a lot of her voice. Mariah. But she was she wasn't on drugs, Elliot. <laughs> Yeah. But what about like there? I mean, I'm like a more of a Mavis Staples. Like, yeah, like for me, the riffs and the runs and you can do all that shit. Yeah. But Mavis Staples will just let out like one grunt and you're yeah. just like, I don't know. Please. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was no, watching. Like I was watching this most random. I mean, I don't know if any of you have seen it. I'm obsessed. I have to watch it now. I haven't watched it yet. There's a Celine Dion biopic made by, I think. Oh my God. I, I've heard about this. this. Watch it's the trailer. It's supposed to be amazing. It is the, I mean, it is the, the it was, it's like a John Waters film watching the trailer. It is oh my God. so absurdly bad, but yet the actress, incredible. the actress oh who plays God. her is so spot on. And yet, and the trailer doesn't even hide from being like the young love affair of the child and the 70 year old man, basically. Yeah, well, that <laughs> would be, that's the only interesting it, part of her life. So you have to watch the trailer. Dude, I, I implore everyone. That's the, that's the, that's a that's a level of music that I can get into, and I I fall into that pattern too, where like 
like because I do drag, Sarah, when I when I'm not talking to these guys. Oh my god, I love and that. Thank you, but I find I struggle. I'm more of a comedy drag queen, but like when I have to do a lip sync, I'm not listening to music for like good music. I'm listening to it for like the performance value or the funny value or like what I can take from it that I can do some yeah. little bit with. Like that's how I'm listening to music. I'm not really listening to music for the music. Yeah, but I do that the same. I'm the exact same way. Really? Like I'm I'm listening and I'm just like. Could I sing this on TikTok? <laughs> You've mastered the self tape when it comes to singing. I, I'm really in awe of like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how you figured it out, but I'm like, going to tell you how to do it. How do this you do you it? Do. It always looks okay. so good. You get yourself a ring light. Boom. Set it mm -hmm. up. Get yourself um like the interface that you're using right now. Your headphones, you have all that, right? Get in-ears so people can't see yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then here's the secret. I go on this website <laughs> called Custom Karaoke <laughs> and I buy tracks and then I'm like, I don't, and the, they let you like eliminate certain instruments. So I'll oh. be like, you know what? I'm going to do all, I'm going to do this Elton John song, but like, I just want the piano track. I don't want these cheesy, whatever. Yes. And then you can change the key or whatever. Wow. And then so I set up my ring light with my phone like yes. boop 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 and then i set up my garage band at the same time that i record okay. my me singing you know whatever song into this microphone but this microphone is like over here like oh. you can't see it oh wow. you don't see it the microphone i record that and then i go into like iMovie and yeah. literally sync them up after oh. I like edit the make the vocals like oh. give it a little reverb, oh, make it sound you like do. Good. Oh, wow. you do some I, and yeah, and then I, and then and then I send it to myself. This is such a pain in the ass. I send it no, to myself I'm... on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I put it through prequel because I have to make this right ratio for Instagram or whatever the reels, yeah. and just make it look good. And then oh I'm just God. like, okay, wow. it's, and a I have like a, it's a little production. So yes, if I'm gonna do, it really pays off. She looks. Pays off. I don't doubt it. I, no, I have like a quarter of a million followers on tiktok wow. from doing that and i was at the airport i was at fucking LaGuardia. ew yeah. um a while ago and somebody walked by me and he's like oh my god i love you and i was like okay wh what me and he was like you're the girl from tiktok of course like the first time instead of the voice or america's the talent someone was like you're the girl from tiktok and i played a party last night in kentucky somebody's like private party and one of the servers from the party was like oh my god when i saw you were gonna be here i was like Sh i follow you on tiktok i send you messages you don't get them though because you don't follow me back but i i just love you i swear to god oh her name god. was kathy and she was a queen i'm yeah, stan for kathy, kathy. Sorry, so. before we go we i mean i can't thank you enough for being here but before we go people know your voice we even got a taste of your voice but you need to hear brent sullivan sing oh god uh, just, just a line of <laughs> uh, a song i need it you know my voice alan's not alan's sing talks <laughs> but brent only si well actually i'll let brent sing a line I of sing beautifully <laughs> alan sings beautifully as well what what do you want me to sing elliot i'll let sarah pick Oh, oh, you have to sing oh, well, I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. Well, oh. I don't know that song. Uh, we'll but sing it the I way you always I, sing the I, song. I, but you all right, know. what do you want? I have nothing. Oh, that's the song. I have nothing. <laughs> How did he know the chorus? Brent, so yeah. Brent, on, Brent only sings, when he sings as himself, he only sings as through the voice of Mary Travers from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> that, that horn. I live for it. That is exactly it. it. I knew you'd love it. 
I love it. Um, Alan, can I just say, um, I, um, am, uh, releasing a new single with Eureka O'Hara. Oh, fun. Yeah. And we, and it was amazing. And I have so much more respect for drag Queens now because they put me in drag and it wasn't the corset, which I had to lay on the floor to get in. (laughs) And then they like tightened it. It wasn't even that it wasn't this, the heels. It was the fucking earrings. Yeah. The the glue. Yeah. These the glue you already wear oh, earrings you do you do the super glue or yeah super glue on your ears and so they and they were on. magnets too that yeah. eureka's like oh that set's magnets they're really gonna hurt but yeah. hot glue and i was like earrings? no i want to wear them i love them hot glue super, super glue oh. yeah it, the, the body torture that these people oh put God. themselves yeah. through to look snatched to like look oh. beautiful wow i had i had recently i had you'll you'll love this i wore this wig and i and there was something with the lace front that caused me to have a reaction totally lost my hair like in <gasps> one strip oh right no really? you know what it was worth it i it was worth it because you look all night you were like bitch i might have been yeah. in pain, wow good yeah. <laughs> it's wild it was insane yeah. like it yeah. was Oh, I love it. I can't wait to hear that sequel. I just saw her recently. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's the shit. I'm actually going to be in L.A. doing a and I can only come. Ooh. It's so crazy. I know. But listen to this. So I tour with Postmodern Jukebox. They're yeah. like, um, you know, put it on the whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, um, <laughs> and um, I am I'm tour star, not tour but rehearsals are November 18th to like the 26th in Vegas. Oh. Oh. And then Eureka. Is going to prem- drag race. The premiere is yeah. no, but the premiere of our song, we have a premiere party yeah. at Heart on November nineteenth. Oh. So, post one a jukebox, so you can all come, yeah, to the party, and we can party together, and we'll be. I just did my show at Heart. Great. Heart's a great. I place. love that. You'll love That's it. where I laid on the floor and got put in that corset. Okay, um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the but I can only I'm literally flying in like after rehearsal that day, oh, wow. going to this and flying back the next morning because postmodern is like a they're a they're a machine. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's going to be so great, though. Everyone yeah. in LA, you have to go to that. Hard as Yeah. You have to come to that. And you guys have to come and be my posse. Yes. Please. I would love to. Well, where else can people there. find you and follow you if they don't already? You can go to sarahpotenza.net. I used to own the dot com, but now they sell lotions and I don't know what they are. <laughs> um, but also, like my TikTok, my Instagram. Yeah. Whatever, just Google yeah, it me. Sounds great. Um, you'll Easy find to me. find. Thank yeah. you so much for being here, Thank Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate y'all. And another thing. Well, Brent, Brent and I have been uh, <laughs> talking. I mean, talking. We, Brent and I have been talking recently. That's that's a great <laughs> yeah, right. great update to a podcast about based on our friendship. <laughs> but I think something that that the two of us have noticed, or at least touched upon, is like. Every now and then at the gym, and I go to a, a pretty a half, I would say, half gay gym, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I were going to estimate. Very, there's very always, fancy gym. Yeah. There's gay guys who, it's always gay guys, <laughs> never, never straight yeah. guys, who I will catch being like super aggro or super macho or super like stern. But then they like have these moments where they like break, yeah. <laughs> break out into dance. <laughs> it's so it's so funny to me because it just seems it's just such a tell yeah. and so on top of that you know i think we've talked about that before but on top of that it feels like not only to me from my perspective does that feel like this very funny universal thing that i don't relate to as a as a gay guy but on top of that i these 
often guys will gay guys and friends will see each other and kiss on the cheek or greet each other by kissing either on the mouth or the cheek. I have friends like that. (laughs) And I've never, ever, ever felt a desire to do that never. with my gay never. male friends never and i wonder if or, you i still don't know you... how to do it when women what, like yeah. every once you in a while a woman does like that like the european kiss yeah like the kiss oh, to the well, side see, i don't consider I that a kiss i don't consider that a kiss that's interesting oh, okay because these guys i think there's a very there's a it, yeah I don't me and air kiss, kiss is the version of a hug in yeah. that okay me too. okay whereas these guys at the gym and i know exactly what yeah yeah they are actually kissing on the mouth. actually kissing yeah. you on the mouth and and i have friends that are like that and i God. i'll admit it is not my inclination to ever do that and you guys know this about me i'm a very like I'm a touchy person. I hug. I'm very much like, yeah. you know, I'm very, I'm very physical in that way, but I don't have the inclination to ever kiss anybody. I just, I don't, I don't Never. even understand it. And I find myself so I intimate. Like, I don't feel it is so intimate, but I also, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to not kiss the person back if they're coming for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Ever... You're not going to recoil. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I've always felt like, I mean, I mean, it's funny that we're only talking about this essentially for the first time, but this is something that I have always felt a steep disconnect from in terms of like being out and being gay is I have never since the day I came out at like 19, I have never felt comfortable kissing, like kissing male friends on the lips or God forbid the mouth uh, on the cheek or God forbid the mouth. It is just so, and it's not steeped in some sort of like toxic masculinity. I would admit if it were, it's just like, Nah, I don't I don't I don't want to do that yeah. with anybody. I have another one where I was on this person's uh, Twitter recently and uh, gay male uh, might have been late at night. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they posted motion in, in, in hand. exchange. Yeah. <laughs> they posted an exchange in which a just they insinuated that a good friend of theirs was just suddenly out of the blue DMing them sexual things on Instagram. Mm which was another, I think, an extension of what you're talking about, Elliot, which is this idea. And and look, no judgment, obviously, if that's how your relationships and friendships work. God love you. But like, that is so foreign to me. Oh, that's, that, that, that's I, would, I could be friends that's not with someone for years. Ooh. And that and then all of a sudden I'll be like, you know, what's your hall like or wait, whatever. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you think you think unsolicited graphic sexual pictures is an extension of gay guys kissing on the lip, kissing on the cheeks? Well, no, it's it's, no. it's a casualness no. of intimacy. Oh, yeah, what I'm saying is that like, yeah. When yeah, friends, yeah, yeah, and that part I don't necessarily agree with because I do. Oh, you. I mean, I think that you pick and choose with what friends you know you know that you're you consent to do that oh, with, you're comfortable with. Brent, I don't but, want like, it. There, but there are, especially even if you've their past hookups or people you're still friends with, friendly with, but you have a sexual past with them. And it's like, there is a level of sort of like a sexual communication that I do think is great within the queer community and that we have yes. the freedom to communicate sexually yes. in a way that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, now we're in a relationship or now it's a thing. It's like, no, we can, yeah, we, but- we can appreciate sexual and even have friendships legitimate friendships that are based on sexual communication. And but I that, think that, that I is think a very is, normal thing. That is normal and that is healthy. Yeah. And I do think that is a very freeing part of being gay. But to Brent's point, I don't think, I'm not comfortable with the idea of somebody who I have had, have not 
had a sexual relationship with or an right. intimate relationship with just kind of like floating graphic stuff. I don't want to see it. I'm not, you yeah. know, it's like, no, I, get that, I would find it very, very. But then you know that that's not the friend you would have that kind of communication with. And like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereas I feel like that's the great thing about being queer is that you can kind of have that dance between there are friends that you are more, you know, on the binary with, and it is very much the standard friendship sort of level. Yeah. Or you can have the friends that you go to a sex party with, but you're not having like sex. It's just you have a freedom of sexual communication that when that is there in the world, then it's not like a shocking thing to you. You know what I mean? Alan, did you ever have before you before you met wonderful Michael? Did you ever have like a friend who turned into like a hookup buddy? Yes, many. Okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, You've also talked very openly over the years about going to like non-sexual spas with friends and being naked yeah. around them which yeah. we all know is yeah. not my cup of tea but no, like it's oh, that's, that's, I mean, that's not weird na- to navigate me. no not at all but you've navigated that successfully for well oh, because for i years. think that's sort of like a nice that's a nice balance with being queer is that like you can have that whereas like the kissing thing getting back to the kissing the kissing thing, is is that feels very put on it yeah it feels very performative to me i mean i don't oh, know if, I, if, I, Again, like I, yeah. Maybe it goes back to the nudes thing. Like if you if if you have that kind of friendship where it's that sort of that intimate connection, but then- it's more than it's more than that though. Because and and I say this as somebody who has forever been forever been like I don't get it, and I mean that not in a judgmental way. I really do mean that as like I can picture coming out at nineteen in New York, and once I started making gay friends or being in gay spaces mm-hmm. and seeing men, especially older men, but all but all together, just men in general, gay men, like kissing on the lips or kissing on yeah. the cheek. Mm, it yeah. always just makes me, I don't know why it makes me g- giggle, right. but it just, <laughs> just something about it feels silly. But I listen, I understand and appreciate that it, it, it is a special thing that they can, that they yeah. slash we can have. Yeah. It's just so funny to me because it feels like, I don't know, it's just so out of my realm. Honestly, the only time I would ever allow sort of like open kissing is if I'm in drag. Like if someone wants to kiss me on the sure. cheek in drag, then fine. I don't care sure. about that. Like that, that actually to me feels appropriate in a mm-hmm. way because it is so camp and silly that like, yeah, kiss me on the cheek. That's silly. Like we're being yeah. silly here. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas at Equinox on like a Tuesday, right before I'm going to Trader <laughs> Joe's, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's like you so gotta see. To me. You gotta see yeah. these. I mean, it really—it's the funniest sight to me. These guys who are like trying so hard to be, for whatever reason, even though they're in a queer space in a queer enough city, they're trying so hard to be like macho and like oh. aggro and alpha, and then yeah. suddenly they dance to like Gloria Stefan in their <laughs> earbuds, and their friend comes up to them and they like dance together and kiss each other on the lip. And it's it is so. Well, see- that, that's me because I'm like, that, like how, do we, I, how are we the same i feel like well you are the same i feel like and and l- let's be real like you are also very much judging them in a different space than <laughs> yeah. where you are i don't it's not it's better not a, or worse it's not no, better or worse it's just it's just that's who they are and we can judge them which is the well the wonderful thing but we i don't canceled for judging I, i'm not judging i don't i don't it's not that I'm criticizing. I'm the, what makes me laugh. You are a and little I, bit. And that's no, no, why. no, no, no. It's what, what genuinely what makes me laugh about it is not that it's happening and, and not that it's even looks. I mean, I fought for whatever reason it make it makes me laugh. But the reason behind it is not so much judgment. It's because I feel none of that in my bones, yeah. like no desire yeah. to kiss my friends on the lips. Like, and this is uh. like a, a small thing on a list of stuff that I have always been so 
that that baffles me. Like I always say, it feels like would, something I, left off the syllabus that I, I never received. Flip it. I think you should flip it in that because I think the real atrocity in the situation is not so much that they're dancing to Gloria Stefan and kissing on the lips, because to me that feels like their more authentic self. That feels more like who they probably really are. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the aggroness of sort of putting on this show of masculinity and putting on this show of being like this tough gym dude yeah. person thing and then yeah. then yeah, having this shift that's i think what we probably should be judging a little bit more when it's like girl just wear the short shorts and listen to gloria stefan and be at the gym that's fine like mm-hmm. that is fine like i love gloria stefan too you know yeah yeah, yeah, I guess, that, yeah. that's a that's a fair point alan it's you yeah it's, it's it's just the i think to me it's the absurdity of not of being of just not relating to the to the genetic desire, to the instinctive totally. desire to do those things. Well, I don't yeah. think it's genetic. I think it's totally learned. It's a stereotypical thing. It's it's like it's like show tunes. You know what I mean? Like gays weren't born with the genetic desire to appreciate show tunes and love right. show tunes, but we do. Yeah. And it's because it's a societal thing that identifies us as queer in a way that like gives us, I think, security and safety as a, as a group. You know what I mean? Like I can go up to a gay and be like oh, you know this song from Chicago or Cabaret or Les Mis or whatever, and we can bond over that. And it's become almost, the stereotype has become a therapeutic way that we can identify sort of our sexuality. So, some of us. Yeah, not some you. I can't Tradition. stand <laughs> I'm watching literally on pause, on silent right now is Fiddler on the Roof on TCM. Ah, oh my God, with Topol. Which, which yeah. version? Topol? Yeah. Topol? Yeah, that's the only version. It's the only version. Yeah. Well, there's like thousands of versions. Well, but not um, on film. But not, but not on film. It's yeah. the only one Jews want to watch. Yes. Well, I wouldn't know now, would I, Elliot? <laughs> and that's okay because not everyone is Jewish. <laughs> what would your aunt say, Brent? What would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I wouldn't mind spanking Alan myself, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> My aunt Joanne would say, I love watching Sarah on America's Got the Voice. (laughs) (laughs) Good plug. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, my hairdresser once accidentally sent me a dick pic, and I just said I'll be there at four. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Oh, so Okay, bye. Go to our Patreon. See you later. See see you on our Patreon. Bye, Bye, Elliot. Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.